0: A cross city can be a bit dodgy, but only because of roadworks. And usually, what's in the timetable is operating. If you're in Harold's Cross and a bus leaves town at three, we'll expect it to be there at quarter past, twenty past. If I'm stuck behind a delivery van on Camden Street for five minutes, I won't be there until maybe half or whatever. It's it will hold it up. But on the other routes like Skerrys Swords, um, where there's no real major hold up, it's not cross city. You can set your watch by them and I think anyone in Swords or Scurries would agree with me there that it's very efficient.
1: The 16th Road, it has a lot of traffic, a lot of, it's in, it travels through a highly densely populated area all the time, you know there's no country, there's no nothing, it's city, it's suburban, it's, there's what, there's 58 sets of traffic lights between say Santry and Grange Road, I counted that one night when I was bored. Uh,
0: quarter to seven now, that's not really very early our earliest start from Summerhill is four to five, that's the workman that goes out and bring, brings the bus workers in goes out to Scarries. so I've bus number uh, 679 and I'm going out to get that now I have my module modulised so we're on our way now 680, that's no good to us now On the 16 rounds, we use the Van Hools all the time. Now, if I were to work Scurries or Balbriggan uh, 54s, I would use one of the newer KDs. That one there, for instance. I'd drive one of those. They're completely automatic. And the one I drive now is semi-automatic. You just change the gears. Six, seven, nine. Um, I think our earliest start would be the workman, and that's to bring the actual work, workers in and you have to be in the garage probably half four and out to Scurries and bring the, it's, if you live that far away, you're up at half four, four o'clock, I think. There we are. I'll have to put some number, numbers on it or people will know where we're going. We're going to Grange Road, Farnham. in front and on the back to roll. Yeah. I won't make it on this manoeuvre, will I? I might have to reverse, maybe I will. Oh, perfect. We're off to Grange Road. You know where Grange Road is? Rathfarnham direction. Harold's Cross, your. The two landmarks initially are Kelly's Corner, Lennon's Corner. Harold's Cross, Turnure. It's, it's pretty quiet, actually, until people start... Um, they really start moving around 8 or half 8 for work. And then all the cars and all the confusion and the bikes and there's all-starts. You, Receiving your
2: Tommy. I you,
0: Neil. Receiving your Tommy. <laughs> here and think, uh, must be 82 I'm here 8 years, or over 8, and uh, people find it very strange, being from Riscommon they often say, what's a Riscommon woman doing driving a bus around the city but um, I suppose I'm here so long I don't find it all that strange now and I'm driving nearly 4 years but um, I never thought that I, when in my school days in Riscommon that I would end up as a bus driver in Dublin Bus, but here I am anyway. This morning now, I set my alarm for six but that's not really early I've often had to set it for five my earliest start would be six which I find um, I can't handle at all I don't like early mornings I much prefer the later starts I'm not a morning person I suppose one of the reasons is I won't go to bed at night but that's neither here nor there I still have to be in in the morning you know the late one will probably start at half two, three, uh, it varies, sometimes we, we have a relief duty in starting at around one, which is quite tolerable as well, it starts at one and you finish at nine, so you can actually do something where you, when you get home whereas on the late shift, um, you're not getting in until half twelve, one o'clock and nothing on the telly unless you get a video But um, I, don't, I don't mind the late shift at all, I quite enjoy it, um, I don't get much done funnily enough on the late week I kind of lie in bed and get up couple hours before it's time to go to work. Um, The early week I get much more uh, things done in the house and shopping and stuff like that. I have more time to myself but I, I don't mind I can sacrifice that for the few hours in bed that I have when I am working late. Now we're coming up to Grange Road now that's the terminus for the 16 and I'm 7.35 from Grange Road going to Airways Industrial Estate that would be a 16B so um, I think I'm a quarter to nine over there or something. They roughly give you an hour and a half running time to go across city, maybe more at this time of the morning. Before I started in here, I worked in a pharmacy, and I shared with a girl, a girl from the States, actually, and she'd come over here unemployed, and they were, at that stage, taking on female conductoresses. So she got the job, and I thought the hours were quite flexible, and you'd have a lie-on in the morning, and... It suited me better than what I was at, kind of nine to five sort of thing, because I found it very, very difficult to get out of the bed. So it th- was one of the reasons I came in here. At least I'd get a lie on every second week, you know. So I applied and um, started, and I loved it. I found I wasn't watching the clock all day. You're going from one end of the city to the other, and after a couple of years here, then I had my own driver, and it was kind of like having your husband nearly with you every day you got so intimate because you he saw you at your worst and your best sort of thing so um, that was Joe Duff actually we got on extremely well I've been very lucky with most of the drivers I've had but it's all day you're you know you get up so early and you're with them all day uh, you get to know his family whatever and they visit you and you visit them and it all becomes like it's it's like a, a best friend if you get on with them. And the day goes in so much easier, so much quicker, because you've someone to talk to. And it's surprised, you probably end up telling drivers, that you get on such a, an intimate base with them, you probably end up telling them your your problems before you would tell your boyfriend. You'd be you'd see so much more of him, and that's how intimate it gets when you're with a, a driver like that. I don't know, it's, I think it's the same for... The males, you know uh, two guys marked in together they they look after their own conductor and their own driver so then I was senior enough to go driving and uh, went up to the driving school now that was a nightmare that was probably the hardest six weeks of my life and only for the instructors up there I don't think I'd have made it because I never drove before I went driving here, uh, driving buses. I never drove a car. People find say, "My God, you never drove a car, and you're out driving a bus and lugging passengers from one end of the city to the other." But I didn't, and um, I th- they prefer you actually in the school to go up without previous experience because then you have no bad habits. So, but I still had loads of bad habits. I mean, I was just terrified. So my first um, encounter was, I think. The Ashburn Road, meeting our ticks, quizzing back and forth. I was absolutely terrified. I couldn't eat or sleep while I was up there. And uh, my test <coughs> came about and failed it the first time, I think. And the, sec- the third time round, I think, I got the, the test. And that was, the I'd say, the happiest day of my life when I actually walked out with my Certificate of Competence and the instructors, you know, egging you on all the way, and even when you'd head off with the tester. They, they never lost faith in you. When you failed, it didn't matter. They were back to put more into you next week. So eventually I got the test, and um, my first day of driving was a nightmare. I still expected to have someone behind me trying to say, left here or right here, and all of a sudden I was on my own. And, I, of course, I had a conductor, but it was frightening, and I was driving really slow. After about five journeys, I was grand. I was in the swing of things, and everything going well. I had to handle money. I, I wanted to get away from the money, you know, from the conducting end of it. I was no—I think I was about one year driving when all of a sudden the company went OPPO. But the actual companionship in the job is gone since the OPPO has come in because everybody is getting their module in the morning and their dispenser and their board and they're rushing out and they have to be in, you know, Rathfarnham or Santry for such a time and there's no such thing as waiting on a conductor or a conductor hanging back for a, um, a driver or something. It's just up to you. So you're on your own. And when you come in, you have to count all your money. So there's no such thing as kind of, you know, having a yap with someone. It's all go, go, go. I was up at
1: about 6.30 this morning. Usually I don't get the bus, I drive into work. But because I was up early and the car wasn't available, I decided to get the bus. So I aimed to get about the 7.30 bus, arrived out of the door at 25 past 7 to see the bus flying by. So I was waiting until the 20 to bus. I'm going in towards the guard station in Harcourt Street. Some mornings um, it's
0: great and another morning two or three buses can come together. and you can be waiting for 20 minutes before you get another one. But at the moment, the last few weeks now, it's been pretty good. I like the bus. I like it, yeah. I enjoy coming in the bus. Just looking out the window. Basically lazy. I don't want to start anybody, just looking out the window. some person Sometimes you can wait in there for a long time before, someone will flash the lights at you. <clears throat> it's quiet, actually. that it's got bright, maybe pick up a few more along Beaumont going out to the areas and just to the stage. although most of the factories have probably started to roll at this stage, half eight I think it is, or eight o'clock. Do you want this stop? There's a exit next one. 12-16, Receiving you, Tommy. on? Uh, Dorset Street on the way up, over. I don't like the page enter, I think it holds it up an awful lot. Now I'm later this morning because of that, you know. Uh, I usually get to ten to nine and it doesn't get into about half past nine. You know, over this page enter, you see people handing twenty pound notes. You know, and you have to wait maybe ten people to get on. You have to wait till they all get their change. You know, it puts about twenty minutes onto the journey. If I I have the change, I will uh, make it. If not, I, you know, tell them, listen, you can meet me, in, I'll leave the change in Head Office or Summerhill Garage, whichever you prefer, but I cannot make £19 in singles for you right now. And they say, so you'll take my £20 and, and I'll have to collect it later. I say, well, that's the only procedure we have now at the moment. There's no way I can possibly make change. We don't keep money, we make part payments at each terminus. So I don't have a surplus of cash with me to make change. So they, there's no way anybody will part with their twenty pound note or their tenner and collect it later. They usually get off and get the bus behind. But I, even doing that, I advise them that the bus behind, nine times out of ten, he's not going to have it either. So go to a, cha- a shop and make change. But I think there are an awful lot of chancers out there, chancing their arm mean, in the hope that you won't have it and you might let them go. Because on a couple of occasions, I've got, well, sure, take my name and address, uh, in the hope that you won't break the twenty pound note. But um, if you were to, you know, stand beside me driving all day, I could tell you the guy that's going to not have the fare ready or the woman that's not going to have the fare ready or the person that's going to maybe chance giving me change or even sometimes to get back at you, you, they may give you a whole load of pennies and coppers and stuff like that. They get on with the... I I know them now to see. And if I were to kind of say to you, um, this person is going to give me grief, you'd say, how do you know... Which you just do, it's kind of another sense that you develop from dealing with the public all the time. You get to know the ones that are going to be fine and the ones that are going to give you trouble, you know.
3: Um, I listen to the woke to take away the boredom. It's really very, very boring. You're spending about three hours, three and a half hours a day in the bus and totally, really tedious. There's no point in me bringing a car into college. I know the park is too expensive, it's more convenient. And I don't know what time I'm going to be coming home at. So rather than going to college for eight hours and ended up staying were 10 or 12, there's no point in me having to bring a car in by all that parking. Where i get the bus much more convenience.
4: I wouldn't keep a car in town, not for the distances that I'd be travelling, because it'd be
0: impractical. Um, if I was somebody coming in from maybe Maynooth or, you know, commuting in from the sub- suburbs, like, yeah, maybe then I'd consider taking a car all right, yeah. Um, but, you know, in, in a lot of ways you're not going to be any quicker. Okay, it'd be more reliable, but you're not going to be any quicker because the traffic congestion is so bad, you know? We get the bus every morning around 10 to 9. We get into school around 9 o'clock.
2: So um, it's that comfortable there. Like when we got on this morning, it was real warm. That's
0: what I was just saying, you know? It was real warm and comfortable. At one stage, I thought everything was going fairly well, running according to schedule. But at the moment, we're way behind. We're at least 10 minutes behind schedule. So we'll probably be late in Grange Road and late handing over to the next driver. It's the rain that's holding everything up. There's nothing really one can do. There you go. Nice,
2: very
0: much. Seats on top now, on top only. Um, Look, half they're all taken up. Ridiculous. Um, I don't know where they get their licence from. In this garage, I probably was the fourth or fifth girl to start conducting and um, the lads are great, I mean, the lads we work with, there was no animosity at all, they kind of, it was great as far as they were concerned, it was different, it was new, and the passengers treated us fairly well, and um, maybe a last bus, if they, you know, a female conducting it, you wouldn't, you know, maybe get fares, they'd try it on with you, you know, that ah, sure sure have no money or something. And, but they got used to us and realised, after a few years, if they could adapt to the female driving the bus as quick as they did to the, the woman conducting, you're still a kind of, my God, it's a woman, you know? And, uh, you you know, a lot of guys... Our own generation seem to be OK. I don't know whether it was the, the revolution of the 60s or they're more liberated or something, but they seem to accept us, you know, or they don't kind of good girl, you know, or something like that got a few young kids um quite recently and hey it's a woman i'm not bleeding getting on that bus i, I have a lot of hassle with young guys maybe it's their age you know the 13 they're kind of rebellious or whatever but they seem to give me the most trouble the older ones then are giving me credit but they might say something like well you're as good as any man you know as in the sense that um like you're a woman so I mean you're not better than any man so I usually reply with well I should hope so I have the same certificate of confidence of competence, six weeks training the same as the rest of them I should hope I'm as good I've had a few run-ins with 50 year olds where you know they regard it as not my place to be behind a wheel driving a bus when there are people on the dole and um, my place is at home with my children and my reply to that is usually well does it matter if I don't have any and uh, they say well if it's the likes of you that has these people on the dole. On a couple of occasions I had a drunk and he was shouting and he was paying his fare I think, but a um, guy sitting down the back and he psh, up like a light, are you okay there? What's wrong? Will you not pay? And this guy wasn't um, a policeman in civvies or a busman or anything, he was just a normal passenger that's gotten to know my face from travelling on, the, from driving on the 16th and conducting for so many years. So on a couple of occasions passengers have actually come up and helped me and on one occasion a passenger threw another passenger off the bus. A big guy. And you know, the guy that, that was giving me the trouble uh, backed down and he said right off. But that's I, I have no objection at all to someone doing that.
1: It's now what time have two. And um it's been very busy. Traffic's been sticky. And um the lunchtime passengers, most of them are shoppers. Um, people on their lunch break just travelling short distances across town. The general feeling is that, that a lot of people are not really in much of a hurry to go places but you know, like they're moving around. It's not like say morning rush hour or evening rush hour but people are definitely going someplace and they know what time their bus is due, what time. The amount of people paying bus fares at this hour as well is different to the morning the mornings you have a lot of people with commuter tickets and at lunchtime we have a lot of the old people have their passes so they, well most of them don't show them anyway but you can tell by looking at them that you know they pat their bag or pat their, their breast pocket or something. If you look at the bus lane there it's completely full of parked cars, double parked, trailers, everything. It's not a bus lane, it's just a parking
5: lot. He was Hi. with his stockbroker this morning, and with his banker this morning, and with the post right. office this morning. And I was with my banker this morning. I was with the stockbroker. And uh, we also did, our, what have you? Oh, our, yes, um, we had our go at the, go at the lotto, lotto as well. well that's, uh, figured. Uh, we had uh, a luncheon in a pub. He had sandwiches. Salad sandwiches, I had cheese sandwiches, and we each had a small bottle of Portuguese wine. We're both retired OAPs, you know, enjoying it thoroughly, well, and wondering why no there are thousands of people all over the damn place here not doing anything, not working. What the heck are they doing? Why aren't they working their butts off to support us?
2: <laughs> I'm not associated entirely with his comments, incidentally. No, well, he thinks the same way. He really does it's heart, you know. We
5: meet, with we're brothers. Me. You see, we meet in beauties in the morning, you see. And, and we, we uh, sort our affairs out there, you see, and have a little board meeting, you know. And then we
2: off we go and do our business. There's usually know? bills to pay ESB, gas company, and uh, we might have to draw a few pounds from the billing Society or the bank. You know, it's a kind of a mixture of financial requirements that we meet, and we find that the uh, trip to town covers it all, and we spend most of the daytime, you know, uh, looking after these domestic matters. Well, more than domestic, they're yeah. essential, really, because yeah. you, know, yeah. you have to do them sometimes.
5: Oh, yeah. Paying bills is quite a feature, you know, of fr- our freight activities. Yeah. Bus service is ghastly. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. Uh, irregular. Uh. Uh, not dependable. For instance, coming in this morning, there was a bus breakdown on the 15 roof, which I use coming into town. And uh, I had to wait a half an hour for a 15 bus, so I was a bit late for my appointment with a friend. And that uh, I found has happened over the last few months a couple of times. And we were just discussing this morning that the sooner the transport system here is put in the hands of private enterprise, the better.
1: Yeah, we have a 16 already, okay? We do have one on the way. do it? yeah. That's good. Did you have that lady the mm-hmm.
0: Did you have this lady
4: the your...
1: Did I help her out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Can <laughs> <laughs> Someone... you stay here and wait
4: for it? Yeah, it's on the south side. i would be up in a minute, but it should be
1: good. It's 16 or 16? 16, honestly. 49, I think anyone wants
4: to go to turn
1: you up. The temperature gauge went up to um, 100, which means that it's not safe to drive the bus any further. It, it's not safe from the engine point of view. So there's, um, it automatically cuts out and has to cool down. The steering also went, which is unusual, in Camden Street, and I tried to nurse it on with, with no power steering, but um, one thing led to another, and that's why we're broken down now. We're waiting at, um, we're waiting for, for another bus to come along, the next one behind, which is a 16, and there's a 16A also on the way. But with the traffic bad, it's going to be a little bit slower than it would normally be, so we just have to wait until it gets here and, they'll be put on to that. They're the ones who suffer most of all because I'm getting paid for sitting here. They have to to wait, you know. These things happen and they people think we do it deliberately and we don't. Uh, we genuinely don't. When you think about it, a bus is on the road from say six or half six in the morning and it's been handed over from driver to driver to driver until twelve o'clock that night. So things can go wrong within an, any engine with that kind of driving on it.
6: Okay, so you took the passengers off where Willie comes, yeah, okay. Now now he's stuck. Are you you going to Grange Road are you over? That's right. I've just taken the passengers off Willie, who apparently seems to have broke down. So I'll be carrying on with his passengers to Grange Road straight away. My name is Mark McDonald. I uh, work for Dublin Bus. I started today. At uh, eight minutes past three on Parnell Square, and I will be breaking at um, seven twenty in the garage.
4: I'm a widow, and uh, I'm you know I'm on my own. I had four, but boy- in family I had four boys and two girls, and it leaves me like with a lot of time on my hands. So I had my eldest son up from Limerick He came, and he's a commandant in Limerick in Sarsfield barracks, and. Um, he came up the night before last night and stayed with me, so we had our lunch today and he's come back since half past two. I always come into town in the evening to spend a few hours in you know, and uh, I do my shopping and i uh, I'm not going to mention any names where I like to go to get my groceries and that but my but I have my special uh grocer shop in Henry Street. So after that, I um, go to Mass. Since my husband died, I like to get Mass every evening if I can. It gives me strength and courage to carry on. And I go to um, a quarter to six Mass over in the Pro Cathedral. And uh, I meet a friend, and we go in, and we have a cup of tea and a chat for a few hours. And I come home. just home in time to straighten out a few things and then I look at the late late, this is Friday night so we always we all look forward to that I think, like I'm a widow and I have the free pass thanks to Charlie and I I like to come on the bus I get straight in, we have a very good bus service, if I come from Arles Cross, I have the 16 or the 55 or any of the buses that go into O'Connell Street and I can go over to South Circle Road and they have another selection of buses. And uh, they just bring me straight into town. I like them. I always find the conductors and very helpful. And you know, they're very nice. And you always meet someone on the bus. You're in and out so often. And you always meet someone, and you have a little chat. There's one lady over there. We meet regular. Coming in and out over there. She's sitting over there. What do the babies
7: do on the bus? Huh? They go boo, 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 like that? I think the wheels on the bus is proper. And mommy goes beep, beep, like that. Does she? Wheels on the bus go round and round. Round and round. Doesn't
6: that listen to us? Yes. I have two children, two girls, one Lorraine and one Tony. And one's seven, one's three. Uh, in one in five weeks, one week in five, I do, don't see my children whatsoever. Um, don't like shift work, never have, but having said that, I've been doing it for the last nine years, so you'd, say, you'd think now nah, that I'm used to it, but no, give me a nine to five to job, nine to five any day of the week. If you haven't had a good night's sleep, you do, and you're up early the next morning, and you're not finishing about a few pa- arguments on passengers blaming you for something that's not your fault let bus being late you're trying to explain that there's traffic involved and um but sometimes you can really lose your rag all that pressure you're taking that and you, you're releasing it on someone else you finish work pulling the garage now fortunately i only live down the road from the garage so it's a 15 minute walk so you're still wide and you're alert and you're, there's no way that you can just close your front door change for bed and jump in and bang go to sleep, it takes at least an hour, an hour and a half to wind down. So it's probably three o'clock, you actually going to bed and falling asleep. Then the kids at seven, eight, coming into the bedroom, wanting to play, and you're growling at them and get out of the room, get out of the room. And uh, when you do wake up around ten, you feel oh I shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have done that, but you're so tired. But um it's instant reaction. Probably send us to Harold's Cross now. That's normally the the business when you're late up here, he'll send you to Harold's Cross. Yes, do the the right, Tom, we'll do. I was wrong. I said that. We're doing a sixteen A now, going to Knott Grove, Georgetown. You can just sit
0: in that seat all day long and not have to move. Um, I'm travelling on the bus with my daughter, she's two years old and I usually have to bring a buggy with her because she's too small to walk anywhere. And normally I don't get into any difficulties getting on the bus, there's normally somebody who will help me on with the buggy. Though it's easier on, on the buses that have uh, conductors, because conductors will nearly always help. The one-man buses is slightly more difficult
3: just coming home from Pats in Drumcondo that's where we go to college training for national teachers and we just had an exam this evening Like, so that's why we're late out this evening and we're just going home now (laughs) (laughs) going to bed rest rest. well we start teaching next week for a month so we'll be doing all all our preparations
7: (laughs) (laughs) so she's going out tonight that's what we should be
3: doing
1: I'm heading home from a day at work uh, working in a bank computer programmer um, tonight, I suppose I don't know. I have no idea what I'll do tonight. I'll probably just head out, and see if I can meet a few people, and see what happens after that. You know, the weekend in general, I've got to work all weekend, which is pretty unfortunate. But uh, I'll probably still manage to get in a good night on uh, a Saturday night, possibly with some friends coming in from the continent. So
6: on the weekends, go to walk. Come home and walk.
0: Probably go out with a couple of mates. Sunday, get a couple of videos
6: out of the video shop, sit down, look at them, all that go out, ready for school on Monday, I'll just go, come home, go to work, so all they really do, just work a lot. Well it's um, quarter past six and we're in Camden Street, traffic is not as bad as I actually um thought it would be, but uh, still sticky enough. I'd say when we're out of here, traffic should be pretty, pretty okay. There's a 16 ahead of us, so yeah. passenger-wise, we're not too bad, and we're not too full. That's it. went into town this morning, and I got my hair
4: done in the hairdressers. And from there, I went into Clearies. I met my sisters. We had lunch, and uh, had a chat. And then from then, we went around, did a bit of shopping round, around the city. And then we went into Wins Hotel and had a drink, a glass of wine. So then I got the bus and came straight home. So at the weekend, I'll go to my daughter for my dinner on Sunday, my married daughter.
0: Uh, um. bought myself a new jacket. Uh, going out tonight, a friend of mine is going back to London. So we are all going to a uh, few drinks and then go
7: dancing tonight. I go down to my grandmother's with my with my friends
0: all
7: the time. What did you get in town today?
4: I got an ice cream. We've been all around town since early this morning. We've been in all the shops. We stopped for lunch. And uh, we had a nice lunch and we met two very nice people and had a grand chat with them which we totally enjoyed. We went all around shopping because my son is coming to 21 and we're looking for cards and what have you for him. I'm very tired at this stage. I'm heading for home. But tomorrow, please, God, I hope to head into town again. To continue where I left off today. 30, 31, 32,
6: 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 39 40. Just hitting
2: the terminus this night, Tom. Just unloading. Right. Is there anyone up there, what
6: hallway is it over, Mark? No, it's
3: pretty clear, Tom. Tell you what, then, go on in the back, we special. into the guys on your break. Over. That's grand, thanks, Tom. It's great, Barclay. That's great. Great news. I'm on now for the rest of the evening, and uh, I, I expect it to be fairly busy if it's anything like the, the usual weekend. Um, I'm hoping that... Uh, hard as the night goes on that uh, I won't have too much trouble with passengers cigars, being drunks and what have you. Um, the type of people that have gone to the town, uh, especially the weekends, are mostly the young people, you know, from 17 up to 20 years of age and uh, these are the, the the kids we expect to get a little bit of hassle off at the end of the evening, you know. You don't see very many uh, adult people, you know, in their late 40s or 50s going to the town at night and they usually stay local. My name is Jim O'Shocknessy. I'm in this job since I was over 15 years of age. It's nearly 24 years. Uh, the job has always been a, a family job. Uh, my father was just retired after doing 49 years, and my grandfather was in it. And I have a couple of uncles were in it, and one still in it.
0: And uh, it's it's always been a family job. We're yeah. going down to Quinn's tonight, it's Povendram and we Down to meet some friends, some friends that I used to know in school We're meeting back up tonight, haven't seen each other in about two years So hopefully we have a good night, a laugh
2: It's
7: a big gang of us and we're all very close friends And we always meet up every Friday night at five o'clock in the later all eight of us and um, I know, I we have
3: a few before. drinks and then we, we change partners. <laughs> I like the type of work that I'm doing. I like uh, dealing with the people out on, on the bus and uh, I've always wanted to be a bus driver from an early age. I came into the shop about when I was 15 or so and uh, i have done so many years as a conductor and went on as a driver after that. Um, I find it very difficult to adjust to the new way we're walking you know, with these new machines and um, new rules and regulations. I'm, I'm part of the old stock of the job and I like to continue on the way I was for years. Um, it's The job is a little bit more difficult as regards, you have extra work to do when you're a one-man bus, you have fares and dealing with the, the passengers more so than when you're just an ordinary driver and the responsibility is a lot greater than what we had before. Your, your mind has to be more occupied as regards safety and driving and everything else because you're you're doing two men's work at the one time. The attitude that the the public have to, to uh bus drivers and conductors now is not what it used to be ten, fifteen years ago. We the, the busmen have lost an awful lot of their credibility in this job. and um, we're not treated with the same respect as we were when I we started in the place. Like for instance, like if you broke down a terminus you had people often came out to me and uh, gave me a tea or sandwiches in the middle of winter where if you broke down now, they'd leave you sitting out there and you wouldn't as much as get a allow off them. Um, you didn't have the same amount of level of violence and uh, busmen being the force people to be attacked by the public when they got on the bus as regards bus being late or why the bus wasn't there. But in actual fact, it's not our fault, it's it's the management. They are the people that make out the duties, make out the schedules and they're supposed to be looking after the. Public interest, where in actual fact is the driver, or the conductor, that gets the lashing from the public the minute they get on the bus if a bus is missing. Yeah, we were in, we were in the White
7: Horse, you know, over on the kids. Uh, uh, I was a good atmosphere, yeah. It was, uh, we were hoping to get a bit of music upstairs, but there was no band on. So it's only the youth of the day, isn't it? We smoke a few ganjas, you know, smoke a few joints. Hello, uh, my name is Michael Cavanaugh, Inspector Michael Cavanaugh, and my function here at the Carlton Cinema is to make sure that all the buses are here on time and that there's no rowdyism and try to to stop any rowdyism before it happens, uh, before they get onto the bus and that all the buses get away on time and everybody's carried home. That's basically, we want to see everyone be carried, you know, and that's everyone gets home without any trouble. When we had the 2PO situation, uh, the bus would be halfway out the road before the conductor would get up to them and they'd be more inclined to tell them are not paying or get lost. But now when they have to the pay getting on, it stems a lot of the trouble straight away, you know. A lot of this trouble are kids that can't hold or drink, you know, they're drinking and they they can't hold and they get a bit wild. But basically, uh, there's nothing really that serious, you know, as regards the last, but just, high spirits, I think, you know. Kids that can't hold their drink. That's basically it.
3: You had police escorts here for a while on the weekends. Um, there was an awful lot of trouble, seats being thrown out through the back windows of the buses and um, seats being thrown onto on- uh, traffic following the bus. And uh, we had the police with us going up and down here for a number of months. it's 11.31 uh, left a minute late that's just to make sure there's nobody left in the street. So, it's nice to see the guards arriving it gives you that little bit more confidence and knowing that our presence is near you know in case you have any trouble the staff car usually follows the last bus up towards the in case that you're Police is near or anything like that, do you know. Walk to White you. White here. To the hell with you. Way down
4: and walk from you and Olivia. Where are you? Where On the Street.
3: spent the whole day looking around I went into a pub at 6 o'clock.
2: That's the highlight of the day.
4: Excuse me. Uh,
2: I, had to go, I had to go along fucking heartbroken and oh, the whole lot, you know what
5: I mean? I ended up in Conway's and Parnell Street. The oh, I said, to hell with that, the day, day you know what I mean? mean? So, so we'll have a couple of points again start the whole thing, you know.
2: Man. Yeah, sure. I'm on I'm on the last bus, <laughs> I'm on the last this, now with this at this time.
3: up the stairs so that I check there's nobody left behind that's okay we're all clear now we can go back to the garage to finish I'll just take it off the numbers of after this now because we're finished work now we don't pick up any passengers going back to the garage at this point of the night